Rom Companion. Rom Companion. Rom Com. Companion. Rom Companion. Rom Companion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rom Companion, the podcast you can listen to alongside your favorite rom coms. I am your rom companion and host, David, and we are starting our um, run of wedding movies. That's right. Uh, for the rest of the summer, we're going to be doing a bunch of different wedding based movies, wedding themed movies, movies surrounding. Uh, weddings. And we're going to be kicking things off with a personal favorite. Um, this is Bride Wars. Bride Wars. Um, it's a movie that I, you know, just stumbled upon in my teenage years. Um, there's really no backstory here. I just, I saw it. I watched it. I loved it. And I just kept on uh, watching it over and over again. Uh, uh, yeah, there's nothing much to tell here we're just gonna start off yeah why not make it easy for you uh, i got it queued up here we're gonna start bride wars together and we're gonna um, play it together in five four three two one play yeah this is a weird one i don't have much to say uh, about bride wars other than i thoroughly enjoy this movie it's a movie that i again watched watched over and over again it's a good one i'm really glad we had the chance to to do it and i'm really glad i'm i chose it to kick off like our little wedding season uh run here all right so starting off with our title cards um the way that this rom-com starts is really interesting um i always talk about this the way you start off a rom-com montage flashback voiceover whatever you want to call it uh this one kind of uses all three <laughs> this one is is kind of just rom-com like on drugs not on drugs what's the term that's not the term you know what i mean it's just like let's just do it up let's just do up as much as we can so here we have this great montage of these two little girls uh playing wedding i don't know <laughs> i don't know what you call this playing house right uh they're designing wedding invitations they're getting married to each other there's like um cakes and flowers you know i don't know okay i should probably preface this uh so this movie you know i think i mentioned this in a couple of rom-coms before i i really admire i really adore female friendships um but obviously you know being a man don't know anything about female friendships, right? Can't really offer much insight there uh, other than I'm an outside observer and I'm someone that appreciates them um, outside uh, of a female friendship. Um, uh, uh, so this movie deals heavily with that. It's heavily about a female friendship. So anything I do say, please just remember, keep in mind, uh, your boy has no, no idea what he's talking about. When it comes to female friendships, all I know is what's presented to me in films like Bride Wars and Mean Girls and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, etc. So again, here's this great photo slideshow, which I think is a really strong directional choice. And you have this voiceover by Candace uh, Bergen, which is weird because I'll just say this right now in case you 
never seen this before. Candace Burgett is barely in this movie, you know? She's a rom-com staple, but in this, you know, film, she's a minor, minor, minor character. Uh, maybe she had a bigger role in the script, right? She has opening, she's the open, she's the first voice we hear. Uh, but she's not really that important. Anyways, um, here you can see, yeah, so this is story of these two wedding-obsessed best friends, uh, even when they're kids. Here you can see them dancing together. But you can also kind of see little hints, like, so the two friends are um, Emma and Liv, and you can see that Liv is kind of the, I don't, see, again, I don't know how, I don't know the dynamic, I don't know how it works in female friendships. I would say she's kind of the bossier one. She's kind of the quote-unquote alpha, but of course that's that's the way male relationships work. They don't really, I don't really know how it works to female friendship, but like Emma plays the um, uh, 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 bride all the time, right? And, and Liv plays the groom. Or excuse, excuse me, uh, uh, flip that, flip that. That's because one of them likes to anyways guys it's Anne Hathaway and it is uh, uh, Kate Hudson I don't need to explain this to you I don't need to explain my love for this movie but here you can see that uh, it's a huge star-studded cast this is a great some phenomenal cast like on paper this rom-com is, is perfect so you got Anne Hathaway Kate Hudson as the two leads and then their partners are um, Chris Pratt and Steve Howie early Chris Pratt early Steve Howie so we don't really know much of them outside of like their like CW careers, right? But yeah, like now, pretty big stars. Um, here's something fun. This is uh, June Diane Raphael. She's actually one of the writers of this movie. Uh, she cast herself uh, as this bride, this kind of. But look at this. Look at this. Girlfriends sticking up for each other. I like that a lot. Keep that. I like that too. So like they're doing a really good job of like getting a lot of squeezing a lot of information into the um, first scene. You see that they're best friends. You see that Anne Hathaway maybe doesn't have as much good money, but you also kind of establish their friendship. Like Kate Hudson's sticking up for Anne Hathaway, you know, like backing her up and you know. I'll just say this, you know, a little moment of. Um, a vulnerability. The one of the main reasons why I really admire female friendships is for things like that. The fact that she like backs her up. You know, as a man uh, uh, and having mostly male friendships, nobody backs me up. If somebody makes fun of my clothes or calls me poor or calls me stupid or whatever, everyone just laughs. My best friends, the best the friends that I've known since elementary school, they tend to pile on. That's like the that's like the male friendship thing to do it's never like hey 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 man he's trying his best like i think it looks pretty cool right something about that is just missing from male relationships or maybe not from mine maybe it's just missing from mine because of my unhealthy uh relationships and friendships but uh i do love that about um uh, again female friendships backing each other up and that's where you kind of see where they're at they're kind of just these two girls who have each other's backs their whole lives um, and here you can see like a little bit of Liv. Liv is a badass. She's a tough lawyer. She's a boss. I don't know what you would call her. She's just a yeah. Look at that, like a businesswoman, you know. 
She's cutthroat. She's all those things. Uh, and then Anne Hathaway, uh, contrasting, very, very yin-yang, very black-white, very opposites. She's this, like, elementary school teacher. And you can kind of see she's a bit of a... Uh, I don't know what the term is. I want to say pushover, but it's not really a pushover. I want to say doormat, but it's not really a doormat. Those are typically reserved, I think, for people that... Uh, uh, like are codependent and like they want to be one or, or they want to be needed she's actively avoiding it so she's kind of just bested I guess we should say she's just kind of bested by uh, Kristen Johnson you guys remember Kristen Johnston uh, um, from um, 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 Pop Goes My Heart Music and Lyrics remember she was a sister in Music and Lyrics she's uh, uh Sticking her head up again. Now here she plays Anne Hathaway's frenemy. So as you can see, she kind of like manipulates and like forces her into helping her out. And again, look at her here to back him up, back her up, back up her friend. I mean, she's been divorced like three times. She's way ahead of us. I mean, we're divorced. I always forget where these two are in their career. Like, I don't, like, I know this is definitely pre Les Miserables, but is this like, this is definitely, and this is post Princess Diaries? I don't know. Anne Hathaway, her career, her range, I, I think I mentioned this before. Um, Anne Hathaway is one of my favorite actresses. I think she's terrific. Um, Never hung right on me. And yeah, she's, she just plays a lot of really great roles, this being one of them. Of course it doesn't hang and check this right out. You. It's my size and it's Look at this. What a great thing. Kate Hudson giving away a Dolce and Gabbana blouse. I guess it's Dolce and Gabbana. I don't know any other Dolce's out there. Um, Thank you. It's beautiful. I love it. But yeah. Good. Now this. Man, female friendships are awesome. I don't know if it's just like on paper. I don't know if it's just like in books and in movies. Because again, that's the way I experience female friendships is through media. Um, but they seem so great. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, Frodo and, and, and Samwise have nothing on these two. <laughs> I love... Again, like, we know, like, Emma, she always gets her way, right? She's kind of tough, and she's kind of... I don't want to say self-centered, but she definitely looks out for num numero uno. <laughs> she's trying to open up the the, the wedding ring box. Wedding ring box. Ring box. Right there. Emma thinks... Yeah, so, like, they're really just portraying these two. We, we, we're really understanding, like, who they are to each other, and who they are in the world. Um, and I don't know, like, the, the great thing that they do about this is that, like, they both have pros and cons, right? There's pros and cons to both of these types of personalities, and I like them both equally. Like, there's no star here. This is very much a co-lead situation. I don't know if it's, right? Anne Hathaway's number one on the call sheet, or if Kate Hudson's number one on the call sheet, doesn't matter.
congratulations to and I guess there's some backstory here they're laying about uh, whatever they say what did they say spring break whatever we'll talk about that later but uh, yeah we'll talk about that later trust me spring break is coming back up but here is their friend group and the, the, so this is um what's the guy's name Jake Brian Greenberg Brian Greenberg remember him from um, uh, we just did it it was the last movie uh, uh, no strings attached but watch this watch this look at him look at him they have so much chemistry this moment always bugged me always creeped me out look at this moment when he takes a shot look at him the way he looks at her weird right <laughs> did you see that did you see what i just saw takes a shot stares at his sister he's a lucky guy right i i don't know ever since i saw that when i first saw that i was like this guy's got too like he must have been attracted to her i don't know like too much chemistry they don't come off like brother and sister am i right they come off like anyways and then she's like i gotta get out of here <laughs> like, i thought like is there a subplot where they're together is there a subplot where they like i don't know um that moment, they really should have picked a different take, because that take, creepy vibes, creepy romantic vibes, you know? Again, it's really tough to get uh, uh, brother and sister vibes, brother and sister chemistry, because that was electric, the way he looked at her. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they established uh, uh, the brother. And, like, surprisingly, guys, the brother, FYI, is going to play a big role in this movie, which is weird uh, uh, in a movie about uh, female franchise. But, yeah, that's um, uh, Brian Greenberg. That dude should have been in more um, rom-coms. That guy could pull it off. Him and Kate Hutchins should do a rom-com together. Oh, I was thinking it might be a good idea to actually get the proposal. So like, see how they both kind of balance each other out? You know, one of them is really pushy, but she, you know, executes. The other one is very grounded um, and, and uh, is realistic. Um, so, yeah, she's dreaming about a proposal. Guys, spoiler alert, here's a proposal about to unfold with uh, Chris Pratt here. Uh, and, 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 you know, I used the term pushover earlier. But remember, she kind of, she just like, I, I guess I'd call it like the settler. She's kind of a settler. Because guys, watch the spoiler alert. She's going to get proposed to. But uh, I want you to pay attention to the words he uses. I'll be quiet. But listen to what he says uh, when he does propose here. Look at that ring. Great ring. Beautiful ring. All right. Listen to him. <laughs> Put a lot of thought into where I was going to do this. And uh, I want to do it here. This is our home, and if I'm 99 years old and we're doing exactly this in our home, TV and getting Chinese food, that'll be good enough for me. Boom. Did you hear all that stuff? Because let me just summarize it for you in case you guys didn't hear this. He said, I put a lot of time and thought into this, so this is a concerted effort. He planned this. He wanted this. Secondly, at home, they didn't go out. They're on a couch. He didn't get in one knee. Third of all, did not um, uh, as Chinese takeout, so that he didn't even make her dinner or anything. And he says, "If we're gonna be doing this when we're 99 years old, what did he say? That's good enough for me, <laughs> right? Like, wow, suit me off my feet, Romeo, right? Like, 
Oh, man. Look, I've asked out a lot of girls. I've asked out a lot of girls. Okay, let me... I've asked out a lot of girls, okay? And, like, I put in so... Like, I put in more effort on first dates. I put in more effort on second dates I didn't want to go uh, to. Uh, I, like, I wasn't really feeling it, but I was just like, eh, I'm bored. Let's just do the second date. Um, I put more effort into that than I do <laughs> into that dude's proposal, you know? And, again, it was just like, that would be good enough. So romantic. Um, so you can kind of see... She's like, she's going to settle for it. She'll take it. She'll take that guy. She'll take Chris Pratt. And um, uh, talking over a lot of stuff, but she beat uh, uh, Liv to the punch. Uh, she's also, right, they talked about the ring. Women know so much about rings. I, I'll, I'm going to go up to the jeweler guy and I'll be like, hey, here's my three-month salary. Get me a ring that most women would not complain about. Clarity, cuts, uh, carrots, who knows all that stuff. What's the fourth? I don't even know what the fourth C is. Color. Haven't you been listening? I've got an appointment with her on Friday. You already made an appointment? You, you, you just got engaged last night. I know, but technically I'm already behind. I mean, you got to book early if you want the plaza. Oh, yeah, so the, I forgot too. I forgot to mention that. I maybe mentioned that in the beginning. The whole thing is about getting a... Wedding at the Plaza. They have this dream wedding. June at the Plaza Hotel. June at the Plaza Hotel. That's both of their childhood dreams. Whoa. You know? I don't know what you would say about that now. But. I don't know. I'll say it for me. This is just for me. I'm just going to say this for me. I don't know if the time and the setting of a wedding should be as important as. The other, you know, the who, what, why's, right? The who, what, why, to me, is so much more important than the the where, the where and the when uh, of a wedding, you know? Anyways, here is, again, classic live behavior, right? The lawyer, the tough, cutthroat person. She's basically call, like, calling his bluff, calling his hand, like, okay, show me your hand. Like, are you going to propose to me or what? And Steve Howie. Look at him. I love, listen to this proposal. Compare this proposal to uh, uh, Chris Pratt's. Get ready for this. I'll be quiet. Can you just tell me right here and right now, though? I mean, is it something that you would want? Would you want? She's calling his bluff. Okay, here it is. I have never met a more obnoxious, complicated, overbearing, gorgeous. Not a strong start. Not a strong start, but listen. If you had just waited until tonight, uh, well, then you wouldn't be the woman I fell in love with because she doesn't know how to wait. See, so that's the beauty of it. Is this fool going to get on one knee, though? Get on one knee, fool. To catch up with her. Live. Anyways, um... Yeah, did you hear what he said, right? So, like, yeah, he, he started off by, like, insulting her, but he also said, and this is, to me, the important part, you wouldn't be the woman I fell in love with. So he loves her, not in spite of those flaws, but because of those uh, quote-unquote flaws. I, I shouldn't have said the word flaws, right? But he loves her um, uh, because of the, her qualities, right? And then she's also, um, he's also saying like, you know, I would be honored to try to catch up to you, uh, to try to get on your level, right? So to me, that is more romantic than that'll be good enough for me. <laughs> You know, you're like they're they're both they're they're both funny, right? This is a comedy, so obviously 
they can't be like the 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 perfect proposals. They're both flawed proposals, but I really like this one, right? And that one seems like it's more uh, born of love. Hi, we're married. It's one o'clock. By the way, check out this we're assistant. Both. Does everybody remember this assistant? You guys remember her? Both each other's maid of honor. That's the assistant from Thirteen Going on Thirty. Remember? Incredible. She was uh, uh, future Jenna's uh, uh, assistant. She was all scared of her. <laughs> Remember when when someone was afraid of Jennifer Gardner? <laughs> um, so yeah, here's Candace Bergen, who again, she's the wedding planner for this venue for the plaza. Uh, she's also like known for being a great wedding planner. Again, do we think she's that big of a deal? Do we think that she's gonna play a big role in this movie? So far, yes, but not really. We'll see. She kind of owns this um, scene, though. I love this. For example, will die dead. <laughs> so messed up. I've read the brief that she put together on you. <laughs> June weddings at the plaza. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even a remote possibility? <laughs> if you'd gone elsewhere, not a chance. But you've come to me. <laughs> Call me Dreamcatcher, I'll answer. <laughs> Dreamcatcher. Boom. So we'll listen to this detail. This is crazy to me. First of all, she has two availabilities on the same date and another one like later on. How do two people have weddings on the same date? How is that a possibility? That's a logistical thing that just doesn't make sense to me. Unless it's like maybe one in the morning, one in the evening, right? Or like one in the North Hall, one in the South Hall. I don't know, but I feel that like that shouldn't be allowed to have two weddings at the same venue, the same day. And then now uh, here, by the way, this this actress coming in, Casey Wilson, uh, from SNL. Uh, she's also a writer. She's also she's uh, June Diane Rayfield's uh, writing partner. And Sinclair, she gave herself this role. So again, yeah, Candace Bergen, right? She really, she really chewed up. She really owned that scene. She really took over and commanded it. That's the extent, I would say. I will. There's like one more big scene. She has like one more big scene after that. She's kind of done, donezo. She's also the voiceover person again. I guess, you know what? If you cast Candace Bergen, you're going to use the heck out of Candace Bergen. Make her do some voiceover work. And then here's some more of that, that great slideshow um, uh, uh, montage. As I look at this, though, guys, I'll be honest, guys. I think it is an interesting choice. It's a very interesting, unique directional, direct, uh, directional, directorial choice. But it feels very commercial. It feels very David's Bridal. And secondly, um, oh it seems kind of lazy God. now that I see it out loud. Like, wow, this is like you know those wedding slideshows. Like, they're at weddings for a reason. They're iMovie for a reason. So like now that I think about it. It was an interesting choice, but I don't know if that was the best choice. It's kind of a lazy choice to show like a slide, an iMovie slideshow in the middle of a mo major motion picture. I like it though. That's so weird. I like it. 
Maybe that's me, guys. Maybe I'm David's bridal. Maybe I'm, you know, cheesy commercials. Maybe I'm iMovie. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm very comfortable with my decision. I'm just going to put it back. Put it back. And again, here's... But I mean, if you like it... Look at them fighting over the dress, right? You saw it first. The way that uh, Liv kind of talks... Uh, 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 Emma talks Liv... Or whatever. If somebody talks to me out of it, it's also really expensive, right? So it's like we're trying to see some budding heads. That was the first act, by the way. The first act is over. Let me check where this is. About like 22 minutes, right? Pretty solid first act. But now you can start to see them as they plan the weddings together. She, she's very type A. She is very like a control freak. I know, I'll take it. Perfect. <laughs> so she's kind of raising, rising to the challenge of getting this Vera Wang dress and hoping that she doesn't gain any weight. Marion. Something that I can totally relate to, by the way. You guys ever do that? You guys ever pair, buy a jacket or buy like a pair of pants? For like, I don't know, winter? And then winter comes and it doesn't fit. Winter comes. <laughs> Winter's coming. I need to diet still. All right, so here's the other big scene I mentioned. This little snafu. Or foobar. What's the term? So here's the thing. They had those three availabilities and the assistant mixed up these dates. How unprofessional how like wrong or bad or whatever and here's the big thing here's my big thing guys like candace bergen supposed to be this professional right all-star prestigious uh wedding planner i don't see why she would not move why does she choose to like impose these two with this problem Right? Word to the wise, dear, and also to you. Do not use me as a reference. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that's the end of Candace Bergen. That was her final line, I feel like. She's gonna do some more voiceover. A couple of, like, little, like, snide remarks here and there. But she's, she's kind of, like, used up her, 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 her impact on the script. But check this out. Like, if you're Candace Bergen, why would you right, make, force these two friends to make this terrible decision? You should just call up her. Call up uh, uh, Casey Wilson, uh, Stacy, and then just be like, hey, you need to move your dates to the 6th. You know? Because then you upset one customer as opposed to upsetting two. So I don't know. I mean, obviously it's a movie. I get it. But then why even include this part? Just uh, if it was gonna be a, a weird like Deus Ex Machina uh, um, problem or like issue, right? It's supposed to be a plot device, anyways, right? Um, then then they should have just made it this mix-up. This, I guess it's just fun. I guess this is fun. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. 
It just makes, I, I think that it just makes Candace Bergen's character look m m less and less reasonable. We could sue. We could sue. You're a lawyer. We could sue them all. We could sue the plaza. We could sue Mary. We could sue Angela. Point? None of them are going to make it right. No, it's up to us. At the end of the day, I want you at my wedding. And whichever way this works out, one of us will just have to be married on a different day. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I want you at my wedding, too, obviously. And then here's, yeah, where you can see where it starts to, like, really drive a wedge between the two of them. Because, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> I was just talking so much about how much I admire female friendships. Here's the one thing about female friendships, at least from what I gathered in films, right? Uh, 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 here's the one thing that does bug me. Like, okay, this is important to them. I don't want to just, I don't want to take that away. These are two girls who, right, they played wedding their whole life. They really dreamed about that June wedding at the plaza. That's so important for them. For um, dudes, right, for male friendships, uh, uh, rock, paper, scissor, and it's done. Or compromise. Uh, but for, yeah, obviously, uh, to ask one of these two to compromise on a day that they've been waiting for their whole lives is also not uh, cool either. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a male equivalent. One of us hasn't called me yet, but you know what? She's going to move her date. Oh, plus the, the way their personalities are. The way their personalities are uh, is going to make it tough as well. Because... One is take, 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 you know, the one is a bed, a she gets defeated, you know. So uh, here's Brian Greenberg. He kind of is like the middle man, so to speak, right? Because this is his sister. And then later on, uh, like this dude's accountant is Chris Pratt, which is random, but whatever. Double wedding. Double wedding. I think that's a great it's a idea. Great idea. Right? So here's uh, you know, Ryan B. Greenberg here again, getting his I taxes done. Everything my whole life live, live like kind of like my own day, just just once. I know, bug. Is this everything? This is all your gas receipts. Do it all in the shoebox. I don't know. It's my dream too. To I, okay, so I'm gonna ruin the ending just really quick, just really quick. I I have to because I had to say this. Uh, well, you know what happens later at the end if you've seen this movie before. This dude's his accountant. So why would he do this to his own account? Like, how good of friends are they, you know? Girls, uh, uh, talking about male friendships, right? Girl, girls wouldn't, I don't know if they would do this, right? But dudes, 100% would. I feel like with girls, it's like a toss-up. It's like a coin flip. You know, would you date your friend's ex? Would you? And I've said this before, and I'll say it a million times. Dudes will 100% date their friends' exes. No qualms about it. It's not even a question. It's not even that big of a betrayal, to be honest. If you're betrayed by that, you're just naive. And that's me. I was betrayed by it. Caught me off guard. That's because I'm a fool. I'm betrayed. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a naive. Uh, um, we should expect it. I should have expected it. And uh, this dude should have expected it, maybe. They're like all friends. All these dudes are just like friends, and it's like all chill with it. You know, was drinking out of the carton for a week. That's a century in girl years. What is it about weddings that makes them so worked up? I know. I have no idea. It's like the wrong time to let the guy know that you're crazy. You know what I mean? It's not how I'd play it. Oh, you know what? She's here now. Kind of here, like uh. Like step two, like one, he's like doesn't really love her, and two, he's like calling her crazy now. That's what you want to hear from your uh, fiance, right? From your groom to be. Aggressive, aggressive. It's like there are other pathways in life besides aggression, you know? 
I'm gonna call Liv. She's gonna be the well, me and Marissa are the pushover, right? It'd be good to have all this behind us by then, right? You sure? Okay, I just want to say something too. Yeah, I agree. Just uh, regarding the whole situation, how kind of crazy this is. This is three months to plan a wedding. What? You know, I need more than three months to plan a vacation. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a that is a short amount of time to plan anything. Three months. Um, to send out your. Like wait a year, wait two years, wait three years. Like you know, you can have a long engagement. We were both gonna wait, and she she. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good compromise, too. What if they both just give up the venue and say, hey, we can't do this? Like, we can't do the same wedding uh, at the venue? So if one of us can't get the dream, neither of us will get the dream. It's kind of a, a lose-lose situation, but at least there's no fighting. There's no conflict. That's coming from a guy like me, though. I'm a very non-confrontationalist. I don't like confronting uh, or fights with my friends. Look, guys, does anybody else have a MacBook? We know that MacBook has spell check. So, what a joke. <laughs> I would have I sent the email to her. That seems petty. But yeah, it's like this whole thing of like who's going first, who's going second. I'm getting married. Keep Emma. the date? What is Kajah, Emma? Save the date. There's no such thing as KJA. Great. Emma's wedding's gonna be better than ours was. Glenn. Maybe our marriage will be better too. Oof. With loneliness and sadness. Oof. There's someone that worried too much about the where and the when, not enough about the who, what, why. We're not making any plans until we figure this out. Wow. You're so cool about it. Yeah. How else am I going to be? I mean, without... Hey, guys, it's uh, it's 30 minutes into this thing. I just realized, is this a rom-com? Uh-oh. Did I pick a bad movie? Is this not a rom-com? I think this is a rom-com, right? Because I realized, yeah, they're both getting married. There's no guy. This is like a rom-com with friendships, right? The romance between true friends, I guess. Uh-oh. Guys, it's too late. Guys, it's we're already well into Act Two. I can't stop now. Emma? But officially, officially, I don't think this is a rom com. I think this is just a straight up comedy. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I did actually. You kind of see the fight, the little tension building uh, now. Surprised. Neither wants to let go of that date. Not moving our dreams. Man, that Stacy lady should have just moved her date, or they should have forced her to move her date. You never ask me what I want. You just figure you know best. End of story. Emma, wear this. Emma, say that. Well, Emma's pretty freaking tired. Of it. Oh, whoa. Don't think I didn't notice how totally freaked out you were because I. Oh, here's something. Here's something about female friendships that. Okay. Um. I've noticed for movies. Again, I don't know if this is true or not, but in a lot of movies. A lot of times they bottle these things up and they have these epic speeches. I know that's obviously it's a movie. They have to like get everything concise, but I love it. I love when they like let out the claws or like release, unleash the years of all the, the, the stuff that they've been like holding, all the resentment that they've been bottling up. 
people please my way through life. People please. That's what it is. She's not a pushover or a doormat. She's a people pleaser. And it's weird that Liv is, is aware of that. That means that she's aware of the dynamic, that she's a aggressive person, and that Emma's a people pleaser. When you mix aggressive with people pleaser, what do you get? You get uh, a narcissist codependent relationship. One takes, one gives. Wedding better watch it. <laughs> what did you just say? I said your wedding should be very scared. If I were your wedding, I'd sleep with one eye open. And that's it. That's kind of, I think that was in the trailer, right? Your wedding, your wedding better watch it. After They're just going to sabotage each other's weddings to like the next hour, which I'm here for. I'm glad. Like that, that's where this movie gets, gets fun. When friends who like don't like it's a I don't know if this is in too many movies but like when people know each other really well like two friends like 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 uh, after Captain America and Iron Man like they know each other so well so like it makes them and their attacks against each other that much more like your wedding uh, uh, good watch this just like your ass at prom we're done. See, male friendships, that's a, that's a nice thing to say. Huge asses are a great thing for men. That was a very <laughs> mic drop thing, though, for them. Five o'clock Saturday, June 6th. Done. See? So Candace Bergen's just standing there. Good. <laughs> now we just have to find you another maid of honor uh, and fast. She's like a plot device now. My friends won't take sides. Well, who says it has to be a friend? No, no, not just a bridesmaid. Yeah, maid of honor. Maid of honor. This is a little bit wild to me now that I think about it. They were both each other's maids of honors, so they were just kind of like planning two weddings uh, in three months together. That's insane. That's a lot of work to do on top of their careers. Uh, and then also they probably have different tastes, right? Like, cause if they had the, if they had the same taste, that's easy. It's just like, oh yeah, double up on everything. I love these flowers. I love those flowers too. Let's get them. I love this cake. I love that cake too. Let's get them. But like, you know, they had to they had to double check it for like different tastes. Like, I like that. I don't like that. And it's like, oh, no. Yes, you don't like what I like. <laughs> you know, it's like a uh, uh, little. I don't know. I don't want to say disagreements or arguments, but it's like that just seems like a wild plan to begin with, anyways. Even if they weren't competing, but it's. Mr. of Honor. Do I get. Is, is it like a pay thing? It's just an honor. Uh, I have a classmate read your draft. I think that's a great idea. Because by letting a classmate read your draft. Oh, thank God. All right. Um, you guys finish the rest. my notes yeah can you take my late bus patrol today um so yeah you can see the way that they handled this dilemma right now this movie is going to kind of convert uh, diverge because now they don't have each other to balance each other, the other out uh uh, uh kate is going to resort to hiring her uh, not even hiring uh, just using her assistant making him do that uh which sucks but um i hope he's <laughs> doing well that's that's a terrible 
thing to do to your assistant. Poor guy. Uh, and then here, I, I like this, right? You can kind of see Emma, like, push back a little bit and make her the maid of honor. She's still a little bit of a people pleaser, though. And I've always loved this scene too. I love this. Can I make a suggestion? Have you ever heard of Peanut Grigio? Really nice. <laughs> Peanut Grigio. Now your music is still pending. So check this part. This is very unprofessional. Check out what she says. Some DJ named DJ Humble. That bitch. Not you. <laughs> no, a different one. A person. <laughs> right? Like, oh, you wanted DJ Humboldt? I uh, can't. Another braid uh, got her. And then, like, you know me, she's throwing the pot. She's like, she's such an instigator, Candace Bergen's character. She's just really like pitting these two friends together. She's supposed to be the one that's like, remember in the monologue, she's like, oh, these two friends, oh, I, I should have known. Yeah, you should have known. You're the one that orchestrated this whole argument, this whole dispute, this whole conflict. You're the agent of chaos in their life, in, the, in their friendship. Uh, and then, like, uh, again, the whole thing about, like, the, 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 the dress and the weight and the... Uh, I guess I don't know something about her using used to struggling with uh, weight. Uh, letting her eat this cake over and over again. Listen to this. Why would she say this? I'm just going Why would she say that, right? She's such a little instigator. She's such a little shitster. Why would she say that? You know? Just say that uh, Emma's going to get a less impressive cake. She didn't have to say, oh, and uh, she feels... You know what I mean? Like, ugh. Terrible. Yeah, Marion's eating it up. I never get that lady should have just switched the dates for the like lady. She should just she just should have. Also, yeah, leaving her notes her notes open like that for this. That, that, I don't know, guys. There's a lot. I'm I'm over it. Video montage for lives. Really? It's gotta be Fletcher's idea. It's gonna be like pictures of them as babies. You know, Emma with one too, and Fletcher and his little superhero outfits. It's tacky. Can I help you? That's such a. Bossing the dude to have a treadmill in your office to work out at work. Isn't Daniel the sweetest? I'll just have one. I thought about getting like a workout machine for my apartment, but I also don't want to be sweaty in my home. 
I also haven't sweated like in a year, so maybe that's got something to do with it too. Yes, okay. That is the agreed upon. But just so you know, 45 bucks to deliver chocolate? I feel like Uber would be so much cheaper. I also feel that if you can just give me 20 bucks, I will buy a $5 box of chocolates and then deliver it for you. <laughs> so. I love this uh, as well. Marion says that our first dance introduces our couple style to the world. Well, naturally, I'm incredibly concerned with our couple style. Look at them. Again, another thing about their, like, relationship falling apart. This is Paul Shear. This is June Diane Raphael's um, husband. And uh, you've probably seen him on a bunch of things. I bring you motion. But uh, I like him. He, he hosts that podcast I was talking about. Get on your feet. How did this get made? The, the inspiration of this podcast, really. Anyways, this is fun. You're going to see this like nice, fun dancing montage of them doing random dances. They did say that they're going to do the waltz, though, so I don't know why they would have fallen for it. Doctor of Dance. <laughs> Good for you. Doing warm-ups. I got your voicemail saying you wanted to push the lesson from one to four. Three hours? They've been dancing for three hours? That's a long lesson. Oh, my God. What? Live. No, just give us a second. I mean, who does that? She's finally gone completely crazy. Not that I'm surprised at all. I mean, she's always been nuts. I know. And she's messing with our couple style. Now she's kind of like, he's kind of like insulting her. Like, I know, guys, that's, that's Boyfriend 101. You do not insult the uh, best friend's, uh, your girlfriend's best friend, right? Talking about controlling the wife. No, I'm just saying. Pretty horrible dude. Because she never thinks I'm going inside. What? It's like digging at her. All right, uh, let's take a break after this final montage thing. This little Candace Bergen voiceover. Again, that really means nothing. We're going to take a pause because this means nothing. Except for maybe hinting at their the dis disillusion of their uh, relationship. All right, get ready to pause it. She's kind of really spelling it out, kind of laying it on thick, isn't she? Of course. Even the luckiest bride needs something. All right, let's get ready to pause right there. We'll pause on that uh, basket, that gift basket. Uh, okay, great. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take our break. We've we've seen a lot of Bride Wars. And I'm, again, this is one of my favorite movies, so I'm sorry if I'm just kind of like rambling on and on. I get I get that way. You can tell I get that way when it's a, a wrong home I really love. Um, but anyways, we're going to take a break. When we get back, I'll recap the first half. See you momentarily. All right, welcome back from the break. Um, yeah, let's talk about the first half of Bride Wars. So this is a movie. It's a movie about friendship. Two best friends, uh, uh, Emma and Liv, played by Anne Hathaway and 
uh, Kate Hudson, two greats, two terrific actresses. Uh, they are childhood best friends. They love weddings. I think like they shared a lot of fond memories of children going to this wedding at the Plaza Hotel, um, and they've kind of just dreamed about this day since they were little girls. It's kind of that 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 wedding cliche that we always hear. Uh, now they're adults, and they are um, still kind of hoping for that special June wedding at uh, the plaza together. They both get proposed to around the same time uh, by two different dudes, completely different. Uh, well, how about this? They're different characters themselves, right? So uh, Liv, Kate Hudson, she's kind of type A uh, uh, businesswoman, very tough, very, very, yeah, very tough cookie, very much in control. Uh, Anne Hathaway uh, plays Emma, who's kind of a more easygoing, I think the term we landed on is people pleaser, but we all kind of know that person, right? Like she's, they're really kind, really gentle. They would always offer you the last slice of pizza and we take it from them, right? Like that's the kind of person she is. So very sweet, uh, caring person. So uh, their partners kind of reflect that, um, kind of. Anyways, uh, uh, so yeah, they both get proposed to. They both decide to get uh, married together and they go to this uh, famed wedding planner who can help them secure a June wedding at the plaza. Uh, and she says that there's two openings. One's at June 6th and the one's on June 27th. It works out perfectly. They're going to have weddings the same month at the same place. It's 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 exactly what they dreamed of. Uh, however, there was a mix-up. Uh-oh. Uh, the dates got mixed up. They both had the wedding on the same day. So now they're kind of competing. Whereas before they were like aligned in this dream together, they now have to compete. I don't know why they have to compete. I guess it's because people can't go to both. So they both need to compete and and and... Yeah, I guess that's part of it. They could have timed it to oh, whatever, whatever. What they could have worked out. It could have worked out pretty good, I think, if they would have just did one morning one and one evening one, uh, and they could have attended both of them. It would have been a hectic day. Don't get me wrong, it would have been hectic. But for the guests, oh my gosh, two weddings, yeah, right? uh, uh, yeah, like a, a um a reception and then a the lunch and then another reception and then a dinner. That would have been an awesome wedding to go to as a guest. But uh, for the brides, probably not as good. So. Um, yeah, they both want to have their special day, uh, and this ends up causing both of them to really avoid the issue. They're not really talking about it. One of them has to give in, so to speak, right? They both have one of them has to like decide to change venues and cancel their plans since they both can't very well have the same wedding. Uh, but they don't. They do not do that. Instead, they both proceed with planning the wedding as scheduled. Uh, so pretty much, they are not backing down, and they are uh, going to have competing weddings, as it were, hence the name Bride Wars. Uh, where we're at right now, uh, <laughs> the, the the narrator, Candace Bergen's like the narrator, she kind of called it out. She's like, you know, some couples crack under the pressure. Other ones really bring them closer together. <laughs> basically, basically foreshadowing, basically heavily hinting that like, oh yeah, Chris Pratt and Anne Hathaway, they're going to fall apart. They're going to fall apart. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at. We're at the halfway point. So the timestamp, if you want to get synced up, is going to be 45 minutes and 20 seconds. 45.20. We're going to go ahead and resume it now on this um, gift basket in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, play. Ooh, for me, Jolly Walrus cookie bouquet. Daniel, a keeper, what? I just... 
So yeah, like um, one thing that's interesting, she knows she loves her her fiance, and they they I'm assuming they know each other very well. He keeps on sending her these treats, and shouldn't she know? Shouldn't she know? Like, oh, Daniel never sends me sweets. Why is he sending me so many chocolates and cookies and cakes? You know. Like, it's kind of tacky, but totally in line with Bride Wars. Emma's trying to fatten her up so she won't fit in her dress anymore. But, like, at this point, when you, like, at this point, you know that you're not backing down, right? So the sabotage is just really ugly. It's just kind of ugly, you know? Emma looks gorgeous. But not on the inside. Like, why would you want to have her look bad in her dress or not fit in her dress if you're not gonna, she's not gonna back down anyways, you know? Plain dirty. False. That is false. As a 31 year old man, my range is 28 to 32. So, she's wrong. We're going to drop in these hints about pregnancies. Plain dirty. That is, oh yeah, that's exactly what she said. She's plain dirty. I was like, ooh, that is, that is a nasty rumor to, 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 to spread around. Three months. This is what happens when you have three months. Because I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you know, five five pounds, with hard work, determination, a good diet, you can fix that. But with three months, I don't know. But also, Kate Hudson, come on. Kate Hudson looks great in any dress. Really? Do you just take the dress home? I guess you do. I guess I was gonna say like, don't they leave the dress at a nice place? But whatever. Look at her. She's not that. She doesn't gain any pounds. You know, the treats, the, the truffle opera. See? It's like, does that sound like this dude? Does that sound like Steve Howie? The Jolly Walrus Cookie Book Night? International Butter, butter Club. Butter Club. Honey, <laughs> I didn't send you any of that. Oh, my God, Emma. She's trying to make me fat so I can't fit it in my dress. What is that? What is that? I agree. What is that, though? That's kind of a weird tactic. Again, fits into the the tone and like the the, the movie, <laughs> like you perfectly. You've actually been sitting around eating sticks of butter from different lands. <laughs> the final week before the wedding is due or die. Oh, Candace Bergen, such I an instigator, you little shitster. Flawless, perfect okay. hair, skin, nails, everything. Um, I need to get to the back really fast, really, really fast, because I left something there yesterday. It's very do nice. they still do this? Are, are tanning salons still a thing? Okay, so quick disclaimer, obviously, I grew up in Southern California. I know tanning is a thing. I'm not stupid. But also tanning is so accessible to us. People just tan like in their backyards if they need to, you know? Everything's tanning. Bro, sometimes I'll go to the grocery store and, I, and if I wear a t-shirt and no sunblock, I come back and I'm tan. You know what I'm saying? So 
That's what I mean. Like, is Tanny Salon still a thing? This feels like spray tans are bad, right? They, they, this is tacky? I don't know. It's very tacky in California. I don't know if it's tacky anywhere else, but look at her coming out like Donald Trump, you know? Like, that guy makes them tacky, right? Like, there's no way people are still getting spray tans after Trump, right? Uh, anyway, she looks... She looks burned. Burnt orange sounds like a color. What happened to you? She looks like a Oompa Loompa. Like a traffic cone. Wow. So she's already tried to scratch off her skin. Filches your fiance. We told you you had nice hair too. <laughs> oh, I love her. But yeah, like, um, I don't know. Uh, she already looked great. I don't know why she had to get herself tan. And then what is she eating right now? Hold on, I thought she was gonna stop eating. What is she chewing on? Snowballs. Listen, can I get a little bit more low light? Yeah, especially right here. Hold that thought, sweetie. I'm gonna get your color, okay? Also, like same thing I did here. Like she's blonde. Um. So, guys, I I don't know a lot about hair, but I do know some things about hair. Um. For instance. Uh, when you have light hair like that, I believe, like, can't you lighten it with, like, blue shampoo? Right? Isn't that the whole thing oh with God. blonde hair? It's like, oh you can, God. you can, like, counteract the, the, um, the yellowness, the brassiness with blue shampoo. So, like, dyeing... It depends on what she wanted to do. If she wanted to get more platinum, yeah, blue shampoo should have fixed it. If she wanted to go darker, I feel like I feel like dyeing your hair brown, the dye would look brown. I don't know, guys. Whatever, but. Uh, okay, obviously, guys, uh, I'm being boring. I'm being such a bore. That's fun. That's a fun joke, right? Making her um, have blue hair. Haha, <laughs> so funny. That's hilarious. But, like, I don't think that would happen. I feel like someone would, like, it seems very implausible for someone to get their hair dyed the wrong color is all I'm trying to say. But whatever. It's a funny comedy but like fucking got him, right? Like orange skin, blue hair. What is going on with these two girls? You know, they're supposed to be best friends. And so yeah, this is like the bachelorette party, right? But I don't get this moment. I don't get how this is like mean or whatever. But like, um, all she does is steal her thunder. Okay, get ready for it. So yeah, she gets to have her fun little lap dance. So like, she still gets to have a good time. She's got that Natalie Portman uh, pink wig. It's great. But this part, yeah, here. Like, what does this accomplish? We have two brides in the house tonight. Like, that's kind of so mean that she didn't get invited to this uh, bachelorette party, you know? They should have did a bachelorette party together. See? 
And then, like, why is this so bad? But it is, and it's going to escalate. I don't know why she wants DJ Humble so bad. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's what it is, right? Uh, uh, Anne Hathaway, little Miss Disney Queen, uh, great dancer. She's got those dancing chops. Here she is, uh, shaking it. And then uh, Kate Hudson. I don't think she's ever been in a Disney movie. <laughs> so look at that, no dancing. See, I guess she really did steal the thunder. It's the DJ's fault. Shouldn't have made him compete like that. That's so messed up. Sexiest bride takes the prize. This is so weird. I just realized because this is a space for women and it's getting oddly male gazy. You know what I mean? They really oddly made it about sexual. Like, this is a palace to sexualize men. Uh, and then now we make it about sexualizing women. Interesting. It's kind of mean, and like she's upset. <laughs> like, like Kate Hudson, just have a seat and let the guy grind on you. I feel like. <laughs> but then again, I guess you know Anne Hathaway not used to the spotlight. Uh, 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 Kate Hudson is used to the spotlight, so that's maybe that's why this is such a betrayal. She doesn't like being bested. What a douchey DJ. Ah, yes, all DJs are douchey. So he's just, what a, what a DJ. I agree, you're both so good. Let's not pit these women against each other. Oh wow, they're giving her a lot of shots. Oh wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, uh, one more thing. Uh, I guess, yeah, it would ruin her hair. I was like, how do you fix that? I guess you could turn it brown, right? Like, you can dye brown. Brown goes over blue, but she doesn't want to be a brunette. This is more uh, uh, brunette hate. I hate it when people, you know. Guys, brunettes are beautiful and great. Brunette is, don't hate on the brunettes. Also, maybe this is like, it has changed in um, 11, 12 years, but like, who cares if you're a lawyer with blue hair, right? Who cares? You got blue hair. Uh, you're still a great lawyer. Look at the way they're looking at her. Everyone's got, oh, okay, well. Okay. Oh, she also didn't do her work. She didn't have any updated briefs. She's got a shirt in her head. She's wearing a bra over yes, my hair a jacket over my a bra. Is blue. My hair is blue. My wedding's in a week, and I'm paying my maid of honor. Okay, or rather, Mr. Colson is. And yes, kind of a meltdown here. And yes, maybe my best friend in the world. 
forever hates me. <laughs> All these lawyers. Oh, she is having a bad day, folks. Oh my god, her hair's falling out. Oh my god. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. How does that happen? I'm gonna be a bald bride. Stress? Oh gosh. Oh, not ideal. <laughs> this is who's representing us. Not anymore. Miss Lerner's off the case. No. I'm taking over. No, no, look, calm down. I'm gonna get it tied back. And you know what? Here's a thing about female friendships. Look at that. She says she feels alone. She's obviously right next to her fiance. So it's not that, she, you know, she doesn't love him or he's not giving her what she needs. But like female friendships, they have a way of, they have a, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They fulfill you in a way that uh, most dudes would never understand, you know, and that's me too like i'll never understand that again all I, all I know about this shit is from watching movies anyways but like this is rough for me this is, makes me sad the losing a friend of it all Steve Howey, what a great dude. I wish the dude, this dude did more movies, Steve Howey. Only thing I know him really from is Shameless and Reba, but dude's killing it, Steve Howey. What are you doing nowadays? Now that Shameless is over, you're doing Dead to Me. Stuber. Yeah, give this dude more movies. He's great. Back to normal, I huh? know, right? Like one layer of skin left, but that should be okay for our wedding. So look at her. Oops, sorry, Liv. Tan. I wish I had pictures. You know. Uh, wore off, and then the hair is gonna get better. But check this out. Do you remember how Steve Howie handles it? Right, so supportive. Look at how this guy handles it. Heard this story ten thousand times. Even act a little wildly. A little wild. How dare he? So knock it off. Lately, you've been very mad and tense and excited and uh, you know what i just don't have to do mad it. tense excited okay. oh those are good emotions usually or not neither not good emotions but like normal emotions my dude you know i mean it is possible that i might be mad or tense or excited more than once in the next 40 years really well you know what you're doing it right now what you're being i mean not bitchy but I said not bitchy, but you're right there in that neighborhood. How did these two get married, right? Or propose? How did they take you turn, drop you off at the corner of Pleasant and Nice where okay, we met? Fletcher, are you upset because of this thing with Liv or oh, because of totally. having feelings? Yeah, that's it. It's I'm... kind of hard to read you. Oh my god, that's totally it. I'm upset because you have feelings. You nailed it. Okay. So in other words, then don't have so many feelings, but if I do 
Don't show up. Okay. Oh, I shouldn't have so God, many. God, I can't even talk to you right I, now. You haven't tried yet. Do you realize? Do you I'm know how hard you. this is for me? You have I not even, even are. tried to ask me about how I'm feeling. I'm so confused. I don't even know who you are. All right? I don't want to talk. That's kind of wild that, like, I just realized what's weird about this. The the issue or the like the 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 conflict between her and Liv has not culminated to like their high point, right? Like this is usually like a really high point, like we're like, you know, the lowest point of a of a relationship, right? It wasn't them. It's it's not like I can't believe I'm really gonna lose my friend. Like we didn't get that moment. Instead, it's uh, like you know what? I'm gonna get out of here. Like we're gonna break up. That's what we need, right? We need the we need the moment where they're like, guys, I'm twenty. You know, like I'm I'm 28. So I'm gonna get married now. It's time to say goodbye to Liv, or like it's time to say goodbye to Emma. You know, it's time to move on. We need to have that moment. See how quickly they fixed her hair, by the way? They just, like, put water through I don't know how to, like, undye hair, but... Why didn't they just do that that day? <laughs> right? But you can see, like, look at her being independent, running off without her friend. Just running in the middle of the asphalt, by the way. That doesn't sound safe. I don't know how New York works, but... I guess this is kind of that moment where they try to reach out to each other, but they're they're missing each other. But it's not the same. Like I want them to con connect. I want them to to have a conflict, so to speak. So here's them to uh, I don't know I don't know what this moment is but it's a little too late they should have hinted at this sooner right a little bit of them hanging out them flirting or whatever but guys we're at like minutes we're at an hour and 40 Excuse me, guys. We're at an hour and four minutes, you know, of an 88-minute movie. So, like, we're all like the we're like in the home stretch, last 20 minutes here. A little too late to introduce this little thing between them. Fine's not really a feeling, though. Fine's a feeling. I feel fine. You can say that. People say that. Yeah, sure. You can say that. Okay, it's like. Things are crazy with the wedding, and there are all these details, and I don't know, I had this idea of how it was gonna be in my head, and, and it's not as much fun as that. And I don't know why. 
tie. I can't look at a tie like this. Yeah. This didn't look right you without it. Tie. <laughs> See, I'm just gonna go with the clip-ons. I can't figure this out. You have no patience. Really? Oh, so intimate. <laughs> this tying the tie. I uh, I don't know if I could tie a tie f for someone else. Like I had to have it on my neck to tie it. You know, oh, wow. some people need to have mirrors. Some people need to tie it on someone else. Whatever, but um, I can tie a tie on myself no, only. That, you look, um, you look really look at like these two. Handsome. Hey, you're still engaged, and you're still engaged. Your wedding's coming up. Damn, you're gonna make a beautiful bride. Really. Look at this guy. Look at that. Sliding that in there. I always thought you'd make a beautiful bride. Look at that. The you, This is your best friend's brother. You know, in your whole life, and you never, like, had anything, you know? And again, this dude that she's sleeping next to, that's his accountant. He's a, he's a, he's a real, real son of a bitch. How dare he? Men don't care. Men do not care. That's male friendship for you. Ugh. I don't know why they made her the voiceover character. What are you talking about? This place probably has a wedding every weekend. They don't make it sound like this isn't just a regular Saturday. She's the true antagonist, I will say. You know, because again... I don't think Liv is a, a antagonist. I don't think Emma is an antagonist. I think they're both fine. Amazing. This woman is the Thank devil. <laughs> Turning two best friends against each other. Oh, Liv. My God, you're the most beautiful bride I have ever seen. Thank you. Kate Hudson, wow. She looks amazing, huh? She's so weird. <laughs> Is the veil supposed to go like that? Yes. Fine. I love this moment. Oh, no. And again, she's like lashing out. I don't know. This does, to me doesn't feel like growth. This kind of just feels like a low point. You get what I'm saying? Like in terms of growth, like you should you should build up to it. But this is her getting beaten down, beaten down, beaten down. So here she is in her her, her low point yelling at uh, Kristen Johnson. you something that I should have told myself a long time ago. Sometimes it's about me, okay? Not all the time, but every once in a while, it's my time. Like today. Now, if you're not okay with that, feel free to go. But if you stay, you have to do your job. And that means smiling and talking about my bridal beauty, and most importantly, not making it about you, okay? Can you do that? Wouldn't have been more effective if she said that to Kate Hudson and then Kristen Johnson overheard it? You know what I mean? I you know, it's it's like uh, uh, you're delivering the the blow to the wrong person. If you're about to jump ship from one wedding, let someone else know so we can create a diversion. Okay, I'm going to live ceremony and Emma's reception. More booze. I'm gonna do a quick head count of the hot drunk single guys and then choose. See, look at this. They had to pick between the two uh, weddings. Day, huh? Yes, yes it is. Yeah, I actually caught a glimpse of Emma earlier, you know, when I was scouting out the enemy camp. <laughs> she is beautiful, sir. 
Thank you, Nathan. Listen, you, you think I could have a word with your sister? Nathan? Is that this guy's name? About something else. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, Nate, Nathan. Nathaniel. Like, this is a really sweet moment. Um, this is really sad, actually. This really puts into perspective how petty their squabble is. Just for myself, but from from my dear friends who would have given anything to be here today. Oof, right? Good luck, sweetie. I love that. That's what we needed. That's what we needed in this third act to like really make you realize, like, oh, what am I doing? This is this is my best friend, you know. Man, I look so much like him. So, according to Ms. Saint Clair, you are allowed one week. Nip before the wedding to steady the nerves. So we have scotch. Okay, scotch is good. Who gets nervous at a wedding? Weddings just seem so much fun. Tell her I switched the DVDs. She needs to play this when Emma walks down the aisle. Go. I thought. I know. I know. We are. Which is why I need you to do this to me right now. Go. 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 Hurry. Oh, what a misunderstanding. Okay, I never understood that. So he thinks that this is the bad DVD. You'll thank me one day. Yeah. Like I don't know. I like that's always thrown me off. Why he didn't just execute that one plan? It's just lazy writing, to be honest. But that kind of explained it now. He thinks that's the bad DVD. So, because he was like, I thought we were rising above this. So that's the wrong DVD. So that's why he's like, I'm not going to do this. You know? That's, by the way, that is that is fighting fire with, like, that's, that's such a, that's the biggest low blow. That switch of the DVD. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, playing dirty. Yeah, like, that's like the dirtiest thing you could do. It's basically sabotaging relationship, right? It's not about the relationship, but it's about the wedding, right? Like, that's dirty. Oof, that's dirty. You know what would have been even more interesting? I just realized. What if Chris Pratt was like, like I, we're not ready to have kids? Like, and then, like, that would have stirred some shit where, like, they realize that they're not ready, like, to get married because they don't want to have kids together or whatever. Look at this dude doing double duty, man. Look at this guy killing it on both fronts. Mm, so sweet. Old blue, borrowed, new. See her. I think she feels the same way. Yeah, it's so petty. <laughs> I love it there. All, all oh, obedient now. Two minutes? Holy yeah. smokes. Are the most beautiful Ugh, get out of here, Marion. You're the devil. Mm. What a touching song. I think I know this song. What song is this? I gotta look it up. Dream by Priscilla on Yeah. Oh, 
What a beautiful venue. You know, I kind of take it back, guys. Like, wow, there's gold trim everywhere. This is the place to have a, a wedding. You know, wow, it's, it's amazing. What is this place even used for? It's a hotel, Plaza Hotel. This is a hotel? What the fuck? <laughs> Do you guys remember like, what movie that was where it's like, dude, people, rich people in New York are something else. I don't ever understand what it's like to be a rich person in New York. I don't think I want to. This is like opulence that uh, is almost embarrassing. Look at these two, you know? Mend it, mend the, their relationship. And like, it's so sad that they won't be at each other's weddings, you know? This is that day that they both wanted and they thought about it together. They played, you know, bride and groom together and now they don't get to share it with each other. Oh, I'm gonna cry, guys. Ooh, slow down, David. Woo! Don't cry. When I get visual confirmation on Bride One walking, give video a five count and roll. And ready. It's another thing I don't like about weddings that this look at how like orchestrated this is. Like, don't you want to enjoy your day? Let's enjoy the day. Let's just take it easy. Let me take an extra beat if I need it, sir. That's a Lovely boutonniere. What is that? A lily? Like a, a yellow, a pink lily? This is dirty, guys. What a tender moment ruined. Acapulco. <laughs> Why do they even have that on DVD? Right? Like, where did this footage come from? This is 2009. They didn't have cell phone cameras back then. That is... And also stop the DVD as soon as you realize it's the wrong video stop it What kind of like you guys pay thousands of dollars for this wedding planner you save up since you're like 16 for the wedding planner And they don't pause the video Yeah, this this wedding is ruined um, And then this All this for a little room. It's like a whatever's room. Oh, that's a beautiful uh, stage though. It's a beautiful. What's it called? Um Whatever that thing's called, back backdrop. And this is it. This is kind of the, this is the confrontation we're waiting for. Of course, it had that at the wedding, but it's a little bit. <laughs> it's just like a little slap fight. And now that's not a lily. I don't. Apparently, I don't know what a lily is. That's a. What the f are those flowers called? They are called lilies, aren't they? No. Calla lilies. Okay, it's a pink calla lily. So I know what I'm talking about. How dare you treat me like that? That was like a pink calla lily on that dude's. Boutonniere. Anyways, um, yeah, guys, that's the climax. It's just a, a little bit of slapping. I feel like it could have been more, right? It could have been diving into their relationship, into the dynamic, what they were to each other, what they aren't, what they need to be for each other. But it just amounted in slapping and screaming. Two ruined weddings. And it's just like, I love it. Like, like this resolutions, I, I will admit, having seen this movie so many different times like, as a kid, this is like very Deus Ex Machina. It's very just like, hey, it's very rushed. It's like, let's not get married. Yeah, okay, let's not get married. 
you know. He's ruined our wedding. You happy now? Your friend, history. She's a bad influence on you. She always has been judging by that DVD. You're a lot more like her than I thought. Oh, I hope so. Douche. What? This guy's not acting. <laughs> like this is who he is. Like he's just like he's just being himself now. This this guy's not acting. You can tell that's what he's like. What's so wrong with that? This dude's like in love with a like a eighteen a nineteen twenty year old. This is why I could never be in a female friendship. I just realized. If I was Kate Hudson, for instance, and that's who I identify with more. I definitely identify more with Liv than I do Emma. But if I was Emma, or excuse me, if I was Liv, I was Kate Hudson, guess what? I would have ruined this. Not ruined, but, but I would have like, uh, I would have pushed this relationship to the brink. I would constantly like talk trash about him and I would like, do you really love him? You guys are so different now. Are you sure you want to be with Fletch? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and also, if I was competing for the wedding date, I think I would just dissolve their wedding, uh, their marriage earlier instead of having to go through all the, you know, orange skin and and stuff. Look at her. Like I, I would have. That's what I would have done back in March. <laughs> Uh, that's why I'm not fit for female friendships. Still kind of the dream wedding, though. It still kind of worked out. Would have been a dope dual wedding, huh? The dad's taking it really well, by the way. The dad who just paid for this wedding that fell apart. Uh, you know, he's like, he's surprisingly, you know, he's, this is New York rich, I guess. That's just how New York rich people deal with things but I'd be so upset <laughs> oh man I'm gonna have a hard time being the father of a bride because I'm gonna do the same thing I'm like hey you sure you want to marry this dude hey I haven't cut the check yet we can still get the refund on these deposits sweetie you sure you want to marry this guy because he is he sounds horrible he sounds like a douche I don't want you to marry a douche if you don't want to marry you know that may be a good father or a bad father you know what there's no good or bad that's just who I am I don't know if they learned anything because <laughs> it's still all about <laughs> Liv. She's still the center of attention and she's still the people pleaser. You know what I mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they would have flipped it if the person who is the control freak is okay, you know, stepping aside and letting someone else have the... The, the the spotlight that would have been an interesting oh, yeah. lesson or less interesting uh, story huh touching wedding 
Man, look at that backdrop. I, that's an amazing backdrop. I take it all back. It's totally, that's worth all the money. I want to get married behind a black and gold backdrop like that. It's beautiful. It's a little religious, but who cares? And then uh, Mr. The Bride gets demoted at the last minute. It's fine. <laughs> I don't like labels. I love that. That's great. And here it is, folks. We set this up like 15 minutes ago. And then we're going to pay it off now, right? Like, you should have set this up sooner. But yeah, these two are going to get together now. They're going to be sisters now. Hey, 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 oh, oh. Two brunettes. You got to put the brunettes together. Oh, baby, baby. Let it happen on its own. Uh-oh. Did I make a horrible mistake and marry someone who's smarter than I am? <laughs> ah, Marion, get out of here. quite a wedding. You villain. You, you devil woman. there watching, I realized <laughs> something I'd forgotten a long time ago. Sometimes in life, there really are bonds formed that can never be broken. You're a wedding planner and you're just realizing that now? <laughs> what a horrible wedding planner. Ugh. What a oh, terrible woman. Maybe you'll find it in a spouse and celebrate it with your dream wedding. But there's also the chance that the one person you can count on for a lifetime the one person who knows oh, you. This is so sweet. Sometimes oh, no, that the little girls are going to cry. The same person who's been Don't standing do it. beside you all. Oh, around. man. They're so great together. They have such good chemistry as friends. Like, ugh. Such a good movie. Boom, they got married. Not at the plaza, but who cares? Marriage? Um, actually, I'm not drinking. Oh. Neither am I. Oh, uh-oh. Are you pregnant? When are you do? March 3rd. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I, I wish there would have been a sequel to this. Bride Wars 2, they could have called it like, um, uh, what are those things called? The little things that uh, you hold the baby in. Whatever, that thing wars. Uh, anyway, guys, that was Bride Wars. I don't care. I don't care what you think. I don't care. This is, I love this movie. I don't care. I don't care. Oh man, alright, let's talk about this movie um, Yeah guys, uh, great cast On paper, an amazing cast uh, Again uh, on like, You kidding me? Uh, Kate Hudson, Anne Hathaway, Steve Howey uh, uh, Chris Pratt, right? Like, undiscovered Chris Pratt Like, amazing uh, This movie um, Yeah, it did pretty good uh, Direct, oh, let's, let's slow down Um 
The director, we talked about this guy before, Gary Wynick. He also directed 13 Going on 30. So, yeah, like, no, no, um, um, coincidence there i enjoy 13 going on 30 i really enjoy this movie uh but again we also mentioned unfortunately this guy passed away um uh pretty early in his life so uh he didn't get we didn't get a chance to get any additional rom-coms from him but the guy nails it the guy nails it i think this guy did a really great job of uh with both of these rom-coms but uh, great job the writers again we kind of saw them in it uh it's three writers it's uh uh Casey Wilson, June Diane Raphael, uh, and then the third writer was Greg DePaul. Now, um, none of these are prolific writers. Greg DePaul had written Sa- Saving Silverman, which is a really funny movie. I recommend you all check that one out. Uh, he wrote this movie called Killer Bud, which I've never heard of. Uh, and then he wrote Bride Wars, and those are the three movies he's written. And then June Diane Raphael and Casey Wilson... Uh, they wrote this movie and then they wrote another movie called Ass Backwards and that's all they've written they're much more actresses um, Casey Wilson and June Dan Rayfield but yeah weird because I think this is a really fun script a really fun idea and um, you know you heard me laughing so I think they could have gone on to do a lot more if they uh, wanted to maybe they tried I don't know Um, other interesting thing about this movie um, uh, uh there was a Razzie nominated performance in here. Can you guess who it is? Uh, it's the person I've been criticizing this whole movie. Candace Bergen, who like is, I think I mentioned before, like Candace Bergen's a great actress. She is a rom-com staple. She does a great job with usually most of the times, but I just think that in this role, it was a poorly written role, right? Kind of all the place. You don't know what you're supposed to think of her, so she kind of just played it pretty flat. She got a, a, a Razzie for Worst Supporting Actress. Uh, but other than that, yeah, did pretty well. Got a bunch of Teen Choice um, nominations and a bunch of MTV Movie Award nominations, which is the best I think you can hope for when it comes to rom-coms like this. Like Rom-coms can't really shoot for Golden Globes or, or Oscars, but you sure as heck can get Teen Choice Awards and MTV Movie Awards. Um, anything else? Um, I don't need to talk about Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson, do I? We all know um, those two are, are phenomenal actresses, huge stars. Uh, and they've done their fair share of rom-coms, and we're going to cover them eventually. I'm a big fan of their work, especially in the rom-coms. So we'll do them. Don't worry. We will do them. Um, but yeah, they did, uh, they did so well here. I, I like I don't know to me this is like two of their like peak performances I love it uh, okay how did this movie do it's um, had a budget of 30 million dollars and domestically it made about 60 million dollars so it doubled its money which is great but then once you throw an international so we did phenomenal it did 115 uh, million dollars worldwide so it broke the 100 million dollar mark I think it's uh, terrific and it's um, the, the, I'm, I'm not alone. Box office-wise, it did very well. Unfortunately, though, uh, critically speaking, this movie, not so strong. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's 11%, which I think is a little harsh. Um, most of the criticisms about it is just that, um, you know, I think they wanted, like, when you see Kate Hudson, when you see um, uh, uh, Anne Hathaway, right, you expect, like, more out of it. But I think a lot of this is just like, uh, you could have, like, I think, you know what it is, maybe? Like, they should have thrown in, like, 
Like, this is like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, uh, except that this movie seems beneath the two of these actresses, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I don't know if I agree with that, but hey, it is what it is. Everybody didn't like it. I loved it. Um, bunch of haters. 51%, though, um, is the audience score, which, you know, still isn't great, but that's leaps and bounds better, right? People love this, 51% compared to... Um, uh, uh, 11%. But yeah, guys, um, anything else I want to say about, about Bride Wars? Bride Wars? Um, yeah, guys, not much of a story here. Just a really good movie. Just like really fun. Again, I just watched it as a kid and I just enjoyed watching it ever since. Uh, so yeah, nothing much else to say. That has been Bride Wars. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so next week's episode, again, we're, we're gonna ride that train of, uh, um, wedding themed movies so for the next uh wedding themed movie it is going to be uh this is a big one guys the wedding planner that's right wedding planner starring matthew mcconaughey uh uh, uh j-lo you know what let me let the trailer uh sell this movie for you here's the trailer for the wedding planner explain to me how you have a career in making everybody else's dreams in love come true but in your own life. You know, Dad, it's okay. While Mary was planning everyone else's love life, she didn't have one of her own. Mary, you haven't been on a date in two years. You can't avoid love forever. You know those who can't do teach? Those who can't wed? Plan. So fate stepped in. Are you okay? You saved my shoe and my life. You're the guy. I'm the supervising pediatrician here. Mary and I, we're gonna go to Golden Gate Park. They show old movies, and uh, you should come with us. Well, we won't take no for an answer. This is by far the coolest thing I've ever done in this city. Wanna dance? Now, for the first time, her love life and her work life were a match made in heaven. You're gonna be a partner? I gotta get the account first. Mary, meet my parents and mother as previously discussed in detail. You won't be singing at the wedding. All right, wedding woman. <laughs> Mm, you give my little girl whatever she wants. No expense spared. You can finally meet my fiancé, Eddie. Come here. Eddie, this is Mary, the wedding planner. You cannot sacrifice your entire career over this. We, we, we danced, and it was nice, but nothing happened. I can do this. I can plan this wedding. What you have is cold feet. And I can treat that, that doctor like any other faceless groom. I am going to let her plan the wedding. And that's just what I'm going to do. Because I love a challenge. And because I am a professional. That's why I love him. He gives me humanity. Mom, would you please shut up? Hi. Columbia Pictures presents... I'm sorry. I wonder, is Eddie going to be the last person I ever sleep with? A story about finding love at the wrong time. What if what I think is great really is great? For the right reasons. But it's not as great as something... Greater. Your wedding planner took off. Mary? Yeah. Well, did you ever like somebody but the timing was off? I'm in love with your daughter. Way off. What the hell are you standing around talking to us for? Go and look for her. I like him. Jennifer Lopez. Do you ever think about that night in the park? Matthew McConaughey. I do. All the time. The Wedding Planner. 
Wow, okay, I've never seen that trailer before. Um, that trailer kind of gives a lot of the movie away. Uh, but in any case, doesn't it look like fun? Uh, the Wedding Planner, if you haven't seen it, trust me, you need to see it. That's the kind of rom-com that this podcast is all about. It's it's one of the... Uh, 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 most, one of my top five, I think I might have to say it. That might be like number four uh, in my favorite rom-coms of all time. But anyways, it's on Hulu right now, so please watch it. Um, and it's also a movie I've seen so many times that I'm, I'm gonna like bounce all over the place. So it would be really helpful if you watch the movie first. Because uh, I'm not going to be able to, uh, to contain myself. All right. Well, um, that's going to go ahead and do it for us uh, this episode of Rom Companion. I hope you enjoyed Bride Wars, and I can't wait to watch The Wedding Planner with you. All right. Take care. <laughs>